The Leaderpreneur Show, Episode 37, Mental Self-Care and Behind the Scenes. Let's go. Welcome back, my friends, to The Leaderpreneur Show, the podcast for leaders to deepen their knowledge while exploring an entrepreneurial journey of their own. I'm your host, Stephen Faust, and I'd like to personally thank you today for taking the time to join us for some leadership discussion and learn how we are operating our online businesses behind the scenes. If you like the show, I'd encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that by going to leaderpreneurshow.com and smashing that subscribe button. And we'd be honored to have you as a regular listener. Today, as always, I'm joined by my great friend, my co-host. He's Michael Tanner. Michael, my friend, how are you doing this week? Stephen, man, I am doing well. I know we're going to talk about the, the weather a oh, little bit. What we so do. I'll just tell you right now, right here in Atlanta, <laughs> we're having a thunderstorm. Uh-oh. Thunderstorm. It was hailing earlier, uh, about 30 minutes ago, it wow. was hailing here in Atlanta. So yeah, we're, we're in the middle of a thunderstorm. I hope you guys No, we don't it. have those in, in Arizona. So let me see. Uh, you just have 160. It, it, it's a cold front, Holy Moses. but you know, people <laughs> can't see me front. showing you this, but if you, you look at the next 10 days, you don't see any clouds right there. This is all sun, my friend. You also don't see any double digits either. It's That's all true. triple digits. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So it's uh, the next, I mean, there, there it is. Uh, all sunny and it's not that hot though. I mean, it's usually a little hotter than that right now, but, but life is great. The sun is out. Uh, you know, I put together a a trampoline for my kids on uh, Monday of last week and got that done. And, uh, I've been sore ever since, man, my shoulders sore. I went to the chiropractor, had a massage, you know, doing that physical self-care that we talked about, uh, in somewhat, in some ways that, that two hour massage, I think I woke myself up snoring in the middle of it. And uh, I think there was some emotional self-care going on there too, because I was, yeah. I was in another, another planet while that was going on. It was, it was well, good. I know we talked about uh, in our physical care episode, we talked about the need for more sleep. So apparently you were getting it. That sounds great. Yeah. I was getting it like uh, 30 seconds at a time during the massage, but <laughs> no, it was great. And if you haven't got a massage out there, you are cheating yourself in life. Yes, You've got to get that, that done. That is right. Uh, you know, it's funny because, um, I will, like, I'm at the doctor, you know, well, you remember last year I broke my thumb and I had several doctor's visits and all that. And I would go to the doctor and uh, they would be giving me a shot or something like that in my hand. And the nurse would be holding my hand up there and she would say, relax. And I would, you know, just kind (laughs) of do something and relax. I don't know what that means. I don't, I I can't figure out what that means. But then the same thing, I'll go to uh, get a massage and, and inevitably they will tell me, relax. relax. And I, I, by the time I'm finished and get out, apparently I'm relaxed. But I don't know how to just relax, apparently. The, the muscles in my body and things like that. So yeah. Anyway, uh, I've, yes. I've never been a relaxed relax, guy, you right? Gotta go get, you got to go get you a massage. Yeah, and I, my, my life is tense, and that's because that's my personality, I think. I'm always uh, bouncing exactly. around and tense, and, you know, I'm a, I, 
I don't like to admit this, but I will because it's just you and me. And no one else is hearing this. Uh, well, I don't know about that, but uh, you know, I, I tend I to be some other folks. Here. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend to be a worrier. I'm kind of a worrier. Yeah, you know, same, same here. Same I worry here. about stuff that I really shouldn't worry about because it, it's these aren't life changing events. So as, as leaders and as human beings, but as leaders specifically for our audience. There's nothing wrong with that. You just got to know that about yourself and you've got to kind of put that in its bucket and recognize that that's a character trait that you have and just know that it's hard. But if you know that you can do something about it. Yeah. You know, the thing is about worry it is, you know, we've talked about physical self-care. We've talked about emotional health, self-care. And today we're going to talk about mental self-care. Well, worry is one of those things that impacts all of those in a negative way, right? I mean, it it gets me all tired and fatigued. It gets my emotions all spun up and, and negative mentally. I mean, obviously worrying, mm-hmm. uh, it starts with a, a mental idea, right? We make up these worst case scenarios mentally. Yeah. And, and and so, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, worry is a, is a big, big deal that impacts all of these self-care attributes or, or categories that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and, and as I said, I let the cat out of the bag maybe a little bit, but we're talking about self-care today. How's that sound to you? Yeah, it sounds great. And just for folks listening and, and leaders out there, uh, you're not unique if you have these challenges in life. Michael and I, you know, share pretty openly here. You know, we're, we are not perfect people. I don't know what the definition of perfect is, but I can tell you that whatever it is, I'm not it. And I have these same problems. I worry about things. I think about things. I have opinions about things, but it's about yeah. what you do with that to help get you to the next step, to the right decision, to recognize that that's a character trait that you've got to overcome or make intentional decisions to kind of smooth those things out. But no, this is a great Great segue into today's topic. You know, we went from physical to emotional, and this week it's mental. I'm excited just to continue the discussion for the month of June, and uh, I'm ready to get into it, man, if you are. All right, yeah, let's do it. And just to the point you were just making for our audience, I mean, if you at all feel like uh, Stephen and I are, have somehow arrived and we're perfect and we're just preaching to you guys from our expertise, just stick around for the behind the scenes where I'll talk a little bit about some of the worries that I have around the business and all. So I still get caught up in the worry. I still get caught up uh, with it, you know, mentally and emotionally with these things. And so we'll talk about that in the behind the scenes. So stick around for that. But for now, wait a minute. And if I didn't know better, Michael, you would almost be admitting that you're a human being. So, yeah, I think so. I think I'm human. We all are. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm human. Okay. Let's roll. (laughs) So mental self-care today. So as you said, we've done physical self-care. We've talked about emotional self-care. And today we're going to talk about mental self-care and kind of true to form from our other episodes. I thought we'd start with, well, why is it even important? Why should we even be worried about uh, mental self-care and if you will, taking care of ourselves mentally? Um, and and I'll just go back to, I think uh, I, I mentioned it a couple of times in, in the last episode, episode 36 about emotional self-care, but as a leader, it's just vitally important that as a leader, you have this, this mindset that you always want to present the very best of yourself. You, for your team, you owe it to your team. They deserve, and you owe, you're obligated to your team to always give them the very best version of yourself that you possibly can. 
And that's why, you know, the, the physical self-care is important. I need to make sure that I've had enough rest and, and physically I'm healthy. Uh, emotionally, I need to make sure that I've been taking care of my emotions and I show up thinking rationally and, and so forth. Um, mentally is the exact same thing. I've, I need to present the very best version of myself because I, as a leader, I should have a strong sense of obligation that I've got to present the very best of myself to, uh, to the team. How's that for a, a first important fact about mental self-care? What do you think, Stephen? Well, I think it's critical. If we don't present the best version of ourselves that we can, how in the world are we going to be effective leaders? And it, it's so important that when we say something that we feel it and we mean it. And the best way to do that is to be able to internalize these things, to understand that if we're not, I, again, I go back to this, to this uh, oxygen theory that you, that you said it drops from the, from the compartment above you and the seat on the airplane, not that anyone's flying these days, you know, as a, as an aside, you know, and this is my squirrel moment of the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm in aerospace and we got some reports in that, that air travels down 95%. Unbelievable, right? And then it's improved though, because the next report I got, it's only down 87%. So we are getting better. And if you look at the graph, it completely drops off a cliff. So when you think about where we are in these times compared to historical uh, you know, places, there's never been anything even approaching, not even the, the, the next biggest drop was probably, I don't know, 15% or 20%. We're 95% down. So I say that just in terms of this, this, you know, oxygen theory, but the oxygen theory and how I relate it to this and, and many other things we've talked about is the fact that if, if you don't put your mask on first, if you don't put that mask on first, there's, there's a very low likelihood that you are either going to be unable or incapacitate, incapacitated to help the person next to you, be it a small child or be it a team member on your team, in your organization that uh, you are not going to consume yourself with their problems and offer suggestions, help, guidance, support to their issues and problems if all you are doing is consumed with your own issues and problems. So to take care of yourself, to be the best version of yourself possible, creates not only general overall well-being of you, but it positions you to be a leader that can operate effectively and be impactful to your organization. So completely agree with that. And, and yeah. it's something that it, it's not a difficult concept, but it's very hard to execute on sometimes because people are always, not always the wrong word, but people are often outwardly focused, outwardly yeah. focused on the environment, outwardly focused on what's going on in the organization. And when you have a few minutes left over at the end of the day, or you have a, uh, a minute in your schedule uh, available, you might turn the camera back into yourself, but those are fewer and far, far between. And you have to do that, in my opinion, very intentionally to be able to, to get that best version of yourself out there. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree with that. I mean, uh, you know, for me, well, for all leaders, let's, for, for all leaders, not just for me, but leadership entails a lot of decision-making, right? I mean, as a leader, you feel like you're constantly in decision-making mode. Now, some of those decisions are, you know, explicit decisions, if you will, that around, uh, 
you know, team direction or a strategy or next steps. And, and they're explicit in the sense that, yeah, maybe you're getting feedback from the team, uh, but then you've got to make a decision on the next steps for the team. Uh, other decisions are a bit more um, implicit around, uh, you know, uh, how do I, as a leader, how do I need to deal with a disgruntled employee or how do I deal with a performance issue or, or making a decision on how do we celebrate a win that we recently had? I mean, as a leader, I mean, decisions are just coming at you. I mean, they, they feel like honeybees flying around you, just decisions that have to be made. And for me, I just can't imagine trying to work myself through those decisions, the, the really, really small ones, as well as the really big, significant decisions without some really, really good, healthy mental state, right? I just, if I were all caught up in angst and worry and, and just mentally in a really, really negative place, I don't know how I would face the decision-making tsunami that is leadership. Right? And so, Again, I mean, if, if you want to understand the importance of mental self-care, just for the sake of ensuring that you can withstand, you know, the flow of decisions that are going to be coming your way as a leader, you need good mental health care, self-care just for that reason, if, if that reason alone. Yeah, and if you think about it, if you're an experienced leader and you've been out there a while, chances are that you're not even fully aware of the number or the impact of the decisions you make in a given day. And right. if you're a, if you're an early career leader, or this is your first leadership assignment, then you may have a, a, a more of a hyper awareness of it. But as an exercise in this, you could even do it for half a day because a day might just, just absolutely bog you down. But if you look at a day or a half a day and you write down, make a little note, keep a little post-it note next to you and you make either a tick mark or you write down what it was, every decision that you make, be it uh, in a decision somebody came to you and asked you to make or one you made just based on the normal, as you would call it, the flow of the business that happens every day, you would be amazed of how much goes through you as the proverbial gatekeeper. And the more you put on yourself to do that, the more mental pressure and stress that that's going to cause you. That's why things like delegation and that's why all these other things that we can get into later play a role. But if you just take a step back and just intentionally think about numbers and impacts of decisions you make on a daily basis, I think you'll find that there's a lot more going on than you're probably self-aware of. Totally, totally agree. Totally agree with that. Well, and and I, I think here, Stephen, for a third and maybe final bullet point that that convinces our audience that mental self-care is important. I, I would just say this. You've said it very eloquently before. I think maybe you stole it from Zig Ziglar. I can't remember. But there it is. I knew that name would come up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something along the lines of, you know, leadership isn't an event or it, it, it's a journey or it's not a destination. I'm sorry, it's a journey, right? It, you're always on this journey of leadership. And, and Another way to say that is you never arrive. You, you never get there. You never just look up and say, oh, I'm a leader now. I've, I've gotten here. It's a constant learning exercise. Leadership is constantly a learning exercise. You're going to get a new team member that brings in a personality type that maybe you haven't dealt with before. You're going to face a problem that you've never 
faced before. You're going to face a, you know, a COVID-19 pandemic as a leader that none of us in the world has ever experienced before. So you're going to have all of these things coming at you such that you have to be in constant learning mode as a leader. And, and so, you know, the, the learning aspect of mental self-care, you just got to be in this, it's a constant journey mentality around learning and mental self-care for leaders. Yep. And, and I'll button this up on the important side is to use something I know you're highly familiar with. For me, it's Zig Ziglar. For you, it's uh, you're a sports guy. And I am squirrel yes. number two. I heard the NBA's coming back in some way, shape or form. They are some, yeah. some limited fashion where only some <laughs> of the teams get to come back and, and they're yeah. going to play a really, really short season and, and right into play. And it's all yes. going to be done at Disney world in Florida. I heard <laughs> they're going to be playing. They're going to play it's all so. the games in at the uh, Disney complex there. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that part. Yeah. Oh, I heard wow. that too. So that, that will be again, to your point about leadership you're constantly dealing with things that you have not intentionally prepared for, right? There's no course that we all as leaders went to, to to figure out how to respond to the COVID-19 pandemic. There's no course for that. It's just how do you process decisions? How do you treat and connect with your team? And all of those experiences create an opportunity for you to do things that make good common sense and are compassionate decisions. But my final thing I'll say is because you're a team guy, you're a sports guy, you're all, you know, caught up in, in uh, the NCAA and the tournament that didn't happen this year. And all of that is, is again, like sports, leadership is a full contact sport. You have all of these elements that you have to be able to process about yourself. Uh, and, and physical self-care goes into that. Emotional self-care goes into that. Uh, being able to to keep your mind focused on the things that are going to be uh, adding value and positivity and all those things. It's a very full contact sport. You can't sit back and just say, oh, I'm going to have good mental health. It's important because you may or you may not. But if you have a an intent to create that for yourself, you can go do that. And we'll get into some of these tips here in a minute. But by doing that intentionally, you can create an environment where it's going to be uh, better for yourself. And that's going to enable you to, to uh, lead and manage your team at a much higher level as well. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Well, Stephen, let's jump in again to kind of true to the form that we established, I think, last week. Some of the tips and tricks that you and I use for the for the sake of maintaining a good, healthy level of, you know, mental state. Um, and, and, you know, the, the first category I think I would like to share with our audience is just around this idea of learning, this constant learning, right? And some of the things that you and I do around constantly learning leadership, I thought we'd jump into that. So uh, l- let me first say this, uh, around learning, uh, I, I don't know where I first heard this and discovered this, but I know that it was only several years back, right? Here I am, I'm 48. And and so I'm figuring I was probably in my forties before I heard someone talk about it this way, but the mind is a muscle. It's definitely a muscle. And just like any other muscle in your body, if it's going to grow stronger, then it has to be exercised. It has to be stretched. And, And even to the point of, you know, your physical muscles, they have to get torn. They have to 
they have to push through resistance in such an extreme to the fact that the tissue actually gets torn. And then as it grows back, the muscle is now bigger and stronger. Well, the mind should be viewed just like a muscle. You've got to work it. You've got to, uh, you know, you, you've got to put it under uh, a strain, if you will, much like you would your, your regular muscles uh, so that it can grow. Now, I, I, don't, I don't think the mind grows bigger, much like a, a muscle does, but just like a muscle does when, when it tears and then rebuilds, it's stronger. Well, and I'm, I'm not a neurologist in any shape, form, or fashion, right? But, but I do recognize that when you learn something new and you, and you connect the dots in your mind, then you're now smarter, right? Your IQ, if you will, has just gone up, that kind of thing. And so you want to view your mind as a muscle. And it's really, really important that you work hard. And it is hard work. Now, some of, some of the learning tips I'm going to share with you are actually fun. Uh, but some of them are hard work. But you've got to do the hard work of learning and getting, you know, that, that mental um, self-care established. Uh, so first of all, that was the first thing I'd share with you. Just view it as a muscle, right? Now, the first tip I'll share with you, and I shared a bit, a little bit last week, I think week before, part of my morning routine is very much dedicated to mental self-care. I think last week we talked, when we talked about emotional self-care, I talked a little bit about the silence and the affirmation and visualization part of my morning routine. And that's very much for the emotional side of self-care. But uh, my morning routine also includes uh, reading and writing. And for me, that's very much the mental self-care as a part of that. Uh, reading for me, it's, uh, it's typically the Bible. I, I typically read Proverbs e each morning uh, just because I view that as a book that's uh, steeped in wisdom and, and I want to be wise. So I typically read that. At times, I'll be reading other types of books as well during that, but I usually spend about 10, 15 minutes of reading. And then for the writing part, for me, it's, it's just kind of personal journaling, if you will. It, it doesn't take any kind of real shape or form. I, I don't have some kind of format that I follow every morning. I just kind of, it's almost just a brain dump. Just whatever is going through my mind, through my brain at that moment, I'll just write that down for, for about five minutes or so. I intend that no one will ever see those things. But just that, that mental exercise of I'm thinking it and I want to write it down. It just puts me in a really, really good mental mindset. What about you, Stephen? You got some tips? Yeah, it's, it's so important around learning. It's, I like the analogy of the muscle. It's, it's absolutely, if you think of it that way, then you can equate it or liken it to, to the gym, right? What are you doing in the gym? Well, I'm doing I'm doing, uh, I'm doing some, I'm doing a half hour on the treadmill. I'm doing, uh, some rotations of different, different, uh, just strength exercises. I'm using the medicine ball. So you just trade that element out with something that you can do for your mind. For you, it starts, it starts with some journaling and some thinking, a brain dump. I do something similar. I'm, I'm not nearly as maybe as formal about it or intentional about it as I could be. But I just like to 
make notes. I don't have like I have this this book here that I just I have a bunch of them. I have some on the other side of the office and I just go through here and I just write things down. Uh, I probably need to get better organized, but I just write things down that I'm thinking about, write things down uh, about ideas uh, I'm having about, oh, that would make a good course. Oh, that would make a good video. That would make a good email. That would make a good, you know, whatever it is, because it otherwise the worry kicks in. And then mentally I'll start worrying that I'm not going to remember that, <laughs> you know? So it, it's almost this, this self-created you know, problem mentally that for me, I have to get it down on paper and know that, okay, that's over there in that book. Whoop, I can turn off my mind to it and move on to something else. So that's so important is, is, is having that routine in some way, shape or form. And then when it comes to learning, what do you, and then here comes Zig Ziglar. Here it comes. All right. I knew it. You I primed knew, the pump to, earlier. I tried to beat you to the punch yeah, you, earlier, but you, yeah, I knew you'd bring him up. You Go primed ahead. the pump. I don't know if Zig Ziglar is the original person that said this, but uh, it's in his book over the top. He says, what it, your mind, what you put in is what you get out. Right. And he likens this. If you think of it, well, well, what does that mean? You know, you can sit back and think about that, but if you liken it to, let's look at the negative people that have gambling addictions, right? They go to the casino, what they put in their mind, this environment, this gambling, this game, that's what they get out. It, in many cases, ruins their lives. They spend all their money. They get evicted from their homes. They lose their property. Their relationships and marriages go uh, belly up. Their kids disconnect from them. What you put in is what you get out. So in the negative yeah. sense, People with gambling addictions, people with drug addictions, people with all types of negative addictions can you can see the the impact and effect on that. On the other side, you put in those positive things, what you're learning. I want to learn something about um, Facebook ads. I know that's been a topic. I want to learn something about uh, being a better leader around around how to have more effective meetings. For example, you put that stuff into your mind. What you get out are making better decisions, engaging and building better relationships, supporting your team uh, more effectively. So just think about it in terms of of kind of like, uh, you know, a diet too. you keep eating junk food. You're going to you know, you're going to be 400 pounds and not be able to get off the couch. It's your mind is no different. You've got to put in what you want to get out and you can make that decision and by making that decision, you are taking a huge first step in the outcomes that you're going to experience. And and I think about that because, you know, Zig's the guy, Zig's the man. And uh, I take that to heart because it, it really makes a lot of sense when you step back. Yeah, no, I, I think it's so true. I mean, what you put in is is definitely what you're going to get out. And, and in this area of learning, you know, I, I feel like, and I've been guilty of saying this too, but I feel like a lot of people say, well, I don't have time for that. I don't have time to just add to my day, you know, for reading or for studying or taking a course or whatever. Um, and, you know, some of my tips around learning are really about what you were just related to what you were just saying. And, it, and it's not that I'm saying add more time to your day somehow. What I'm suggesting is that you actually swap some of that time that you're, that you have other things coming into your mind swap those for some of these, you know, positive, some of these good learning things that you need for the sake of your leadership. So let me give you a couple of examples of that. 
you know, in years past, in my commute to the, to work, which at times was well over an hour, now it's about a 30-minute commute. At one time, I would have listened to just music, right? Just listen to the popular radio station here in town, and I would have just listened to that. And I would have wasted, uh, if you will, two hours every day. Well, then I, as I got older, maybe more mature and all, I, I shifted that to uh, talk radio. Uh, but again, I mean, political talk radio a lot of times, and that can be negative and that can get you all worried and anxious and things like, well, then, you know, podcasts and audiobooks came along and that's what my commute is, is, uh, is um, consumed with these days is, well, when I am commuting with the COVID thing, I, I got less of a commute, but, um, but I, I just swapped, I swapped that that music time or that, you know, political talk radio time with learning, uh, you know, I'll listen to an audio book and a lot of times I'll listen to the audio book first. And if it really, really catches me and man, I, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. Or I really gotten something out. Then I'll go get the physical book and then I convert it to a, now I'm actually reading it, taking notes, studying to it, you know, that kind of thing. So just swap time that normally you might be listening to music. I do the same thing, by the way, while I'm my, while I'm mowing my lawn or taking a walk. I'm, I'm listening to podcasts and things like that. So there's lots of little tips and tricks where you can infuse learning into your life by simply swapping something you're doing today for learning. Yeah, that's excellent. And you, you have to say no to some things so you can say yes to other things. And right. yep. I, I don't know a lot, but I know there's only 24 hours in a day and how hard you try and pray and beg, you're not ever going to change that math. And, and knowing that is a, is the first step in recognizing how to frame your day. And you know, you need for physical self-care. We, you know, you need sleep, right? We know that. And for me, I need probably six or seven hours on a, on a, you know, work night, let's say uh, I get probably four. That's problem. Number one, uh, number two is trading off radio. And I'm, I'm the same way. I, I still, I still listen to news going in. I still do that, but I also mix it up where I, where I listen to podcasts or audio books. And I don't know about you, but when I, I download the audio book and for, let's say from audible, and if I, I start listening to it because I heard a recommendation or somebody said, hey, that's a great book. And I don't know, I'm a half hour in and it hasn't caught me. I just stop listening to it. You know, I don't try to force myself through it. I don't try to like, oh, well, it must be good. If it doesn't hook me uh, pretty quickly, I'm, I'm off uh, to the other things. And I'm looking at my Audible account and my Audible account here, I have 74 audio books in it. And um, I bet I've listened to half of those maybe in, in total. And this has been over the years, but there's just some that don't, that don't uh, grab me and oh, well, I, I move on with life. So don't, don't feel like you got to force yourself to learn things that, that don't uh, really resonate with you and use your time to uh, spend on things that are going to uh, excite you. And, and when I do learning, when I think about learning, I think about um, about, can you hear my phone ringing back there? I can. Yes. I don't know if the audience can. I'm not editing this out either, but, uh, <laughs> Good. my, uh, my, my home, I'm one of the few people still have a home phone. You've got uh, a landline. 
Yeah, that's a landline. My you wife's know, old school. This, She's old this school. This is 2020. You I know, know that, right? I, I never use it. I never use it. But it's 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 my, you know, we're kind of old school that way. But uh, um, but learn but learning is so critical that and you don't have time to waste. You don't have time to waste. I don't have time to waste. I put things into my mind that are interesting to me, that are exciting to me, that I feel passionate about, that I want to learn more. Some of it may be leadership related. A lot of it's not leadership related, but all of that that goes into my mind creates, creates this, this level of clarity and health that enables me to process things better to it, that enables me to interact, build relationships better. So pick something that excites you. It doesn't have to be leadership related. I take stuff all across the board from, from leadership stuff to, to AdWords, to mastermind training, to just obscure things, because I look at that and go, Hey, that's, that sounds interesting. I think I might want to learn something about that. So put into your mind things that are positive and things that you believe will excite you or get you passionate about something. And that will go a long way towards creating this, this self a uh, mental positive way that you operate your life. Yeah, such a good point. And, and I'm like you, Stephen, I, I am not a subscriber to this idea that uh, once you start a book, you have to finish it. And, and that, that goes for whether I'm reading it or I'm listening to it. Uh, I'm not a subscriber that you got to finish that. Um, to your point, you know, read it. If it's not giving you the information that you were looking for when you, when you got the book or, or uh, you know, it, it the point you were making, it's just, just not grabbing you. It's not interesting you move on, right? That's okay. That that's perfectly okay. Well, let me give you one more tip as it relates to learning. Uh, and this is one that unfortunately I overlooked way too long. And I think probably a lot of our audience are guilty of the same thing of overlooking that, but as it relates to learning, you have to be willing to invest in yourself related to learning and especially investing in yourself related to learning leadership. Now, what that means is you're going to spend some time and some money on your education, on your learning, especially as a leader. And you're going to spend that time and that money. Uh, it can be in courses. Uh, it can be in coaching. It can be in, you know, some type of classes or, or uh, um, like mastermind groups or, or group sessions, you know, something along those lines you're going to invest your time and your money in, in educating yourself, in learning. And, and again, it's a constant uh, process, right? This learning of leadership is a constant process. So just go ahead and mentally get over that hurdle that you don't need to invest in yourself, that you can learn it on your own and, you know, you'll just kind of stumble through and learn from your mistakes and so forth you will be a much better leader if you'll simply invest in yourself and learn from others rather than just kind of learning as you go and making mistakes all on your own. I'm obviously a huge fan of reading books, but to me, that's not enough. You're still somewhat learning on your own. But when I can talk face-to-face -face with someone and learn from them, I don't have to make the same mistakes they've made. Or when I can take a course and it can teach me all the things, that, you know, in, in eight hours that it might have taken me five years to learn on my own. That's money well spent. That's time well spent. 
And so in this, this tip of learning, you just, you got to get over that mental hurdle. You've got to invest in yourself. Got to invest in yourself is absolutely the right answer in my book. And I would say, I'd take it a step further and say, you have to invest at a high level in yourself, right? And, and, and not to double up on Zig, but I will, because this is what I do. It's, he's, he says that if you had a million dollar racehorse, what would you do? Would you have it stay up all night eating Doritos and drinking whiskey? No, you would be taking care of that racehorse due to the investment you've made in it better than anything else around you. And then he says, you have a billion dollar body and what do you do for it? Right. You've got to treat your body like you would a million dollar racehorse. And if you think of it that way, you've got to invest. I, I invest heavily. I, I invest time. I invest money in different courses. And that is, if I could get a course for free, boy, that, that sounds good. It sounds great. But does it really talk to the level of commitment that you're willing, willing to take on and improve yourself with when you pay money for something and you pay, end up paying big money for something. And that could be depending on your situation, that could be hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars or whatever. But when you pay something that when you take a step back and go, Ooh, that hurt a little bit financially, you're going to put your full effort and attention into learning whatever that is. And that will mentally, because we're talking about mental health, put you in a different position at a different level of just really taking this in and using it for positive uh, outcomes and how you uh, create the environment of this positivity and, and absolutely invest in yourself. I do it on a regular, maybe I do it too much. I don't know. I, I buy courses. I buy I'm in paid masterminds. I'm in unpaid masterminds. I buy courses. I buy stuff because I'm just jazzed and excited to learn things that are new and different and things that excite me. And that's just me. But I can tell you, I get tons of value out of it. And you've got to invest both mentally, both uh, physically sometimes and financially for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's such a good point that you that you make there, Stephen. I, I see it in my my own behaviors. You know, I may sign up for a free course online, right, on a topic that I'm interested in, or or maybe even a topic that I really, really need to know, need to understand, but it's a free course. Here's the honest truth about that. I might show up for the course. If something more urgent or pressing or whatever just catches my attention, I may not show up for the course. Well, let's say I get a, a similar course and I, you know, I spend 20 bucks on it. I'll probably show up. Or maybe if if the instruction said, or oh, they'll they'll be recording it and you can watch the replay. I spent 20 bucks, I'll watch the replay. I spent a couple of hundred bucks, you better believe I'm gonna be there. I've got my notebook, I've got my pen ready, I've probably got a few questions already that I, I want to ask and get answers to. Uh, and and that's just my behavior, right? The more I invest in it, the more attention I provide to it. And therefore, the more value I get out of it. So that's so true. So true. Well, let's move on uh, away from, if you will, this learning tips and tricks to 
There's another part of mental self-care that I think is really, really important for leaders. And that is that we maintain a positive mental state, right? We, uh, this gets to the, what we were talking about earlier around worry and anxiety and things like that a little bit. But I, I just feel like for a leader, it's super important that as leaders, we do what we can to maintain a positive mental state. Now, I'm not talking about maintaining a positive mental state in the sense of, you know, losing touch with reality and, and always communicating some utopia to your team that doesn't exist and all that, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about just in my own mind, at least keeping, uh, you know, keeping positivity in my mind and, and not letting a, the negative whirlwind just tear me down. And then from that torn down mental state, I'm trying to lead my team. That's not going to be effective. And so I thought we'd share some, some tips and tricks that we use around how do we maintain a positive mental state. Um, and now for me, this one is a lot easier for me than I think it is for some. Uh, my wife and I, we talk about this all the time. I'm the optimist and I call her the pessimist. She always corrects me and say, no, 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 I'm not a pessimist. I'm a realist. But I'm definitely the optimist, right? I can always kind of see the good in something or, or I can always feel like, well, the glass is half full rather than the glass is half empty. And so this idea for me of maintaining a positive uh, mental state, really the only effort I have to give to that is an intentionality around not allowing negativity to come in. You know, you mentioned it earlier, what you allow into your mind, you get out of. And I think I said it last week about the emotional thing. If I just sat and watched the news these days and watched the number of COVID cases climbing and people are dying, yeah, that'd get me tore down. You know, it, it could get me into a pretty negative mental state. Um, so for me, I can maintain that positive mental state by just being careful and not allowing the negativity to come in, be it news, maybe you know, negative Nellies that are in your family or your friend group or whatever, whatever it might be that's bringing negativity into your mind, you just need to be careful to avoid those. What about you, Stephen? Yeah, that's, that's really important. And I'm probably, I don't know if my wife would say I'm an optimist. I'm probably, I, I don't know if she would agree with that for me, <laughs> but I watch probably more news than you do. So maybe I, I'm more of this realist side. I'm not sure, but, but that all goes to my tip, which is you got to hang out with people that are positive, right? So it, it's very basic and very simple, but who do you hang out with? I hang out with people like you, Michael, because you're pulling, you're taking me from neutral over to more on the positive side. And that's why I need to be around people like you, because if I just look around my daily environment of work and uh, things that I do, I just, I don't know if I have a lot of negative people. I just have more kind of ho-hum, you know, life is whatever it is. And they're not intentionally positive either. So for the most part, there, there are some but, you know, you got to hang out with people that help you get into the mindset and uh, help you close the gap in learning, close the gap in other things that you want to get better at. And that's why I choose to 
create these relationships outside of my normal day flow and ones with you and our mastermind group are good examples of this is I hang out with people that see the world in a way that either I see the world or I desire to see right. the world where I still haven't quite closed the gaps, uh, you know, internally yet. So that's to me critical. Hang out with the people that you want to uh, learn from, be with and emulate. Yeah, totally agree. And and here's one that really, really important one. I know we probably wanted a 30 minute uh, podcast episode today and that's not going to happen, but I don't want this podcast to go by without mentioning this next tip around being positive. Um, so super critical and so oftentimes overlooked, I believe. But if you want to have a good, positive mental state at work, this goes for emotional too. Maybe I should, we should have mentioned it last week. But if you want a good, positive mental state at work while you're leading your team at work, you'd better make sure that things at home are positive and in a good state as well. And so if I were going to advise you on, you know, what do you need to focus on the most to make sure that at work you have a good, positive mental state, I would tell you to focus on home and make sure your marriage relationships, your, your uh, you know, your, your parent-child relationships, that those are good, healthy relationships. Because here's what I know from, from my own experience, but then I've seen it in many, many teammates. When, when there's chaos at home, there's, I believe it's impossible. Maybe that's a strong way to say it, but I, I truly believe that in all my heart, that when there's chaos and trouble and strife at home, it's impossible to have a good, healthy, positive mental state at work. Uh, you know, we, we try too often, I believe, to separate work and life or work and home, however you call, you, you know, however you describe those two. I believe it's impossible to separate those two. And so if you want to have a good positive mental state at work, focus at home to make sure that it's happy and healthy as well. Yeah. And this notion of, and, and even I say this, this work-life balance, reality, there is no work-life balance, right? It's for human beings, what happens at home goes to work. What happens at work tends to go home. People that say that they don't talk about work when they get home or they don't talk about home when they go to work, I think they're lying about other things too uh, in some ways, right? Because uh, maybe you tell yourself that, maybe you believe that, but the reality is even if you don't say it, what happens at home affects you at work emotionally, physically. You tune in, you tune out, you're connected, you're paying attention, you're you're uh, inserting yourself where you should. You're you're deciding not to because you're worried about the argument you had with your spouse last night and if they're, you know, what that's going to look like for today. So anyone that says, you know, you can have work-life balance, I would say, well, no, you can't, but it's about how do you create uh, acceptability at work and at home based on the totality of your life. So it is so true, Michael, with what you said. If you have a horrible home life, your kids are a mess, your spouse and you uh, rarely talk or communicate and you argue all the time and there's tension and stress. I, 
how do you go to work and then push an easy button to say, okay, turn that off, turn on, I'm a great leader, I'm a great this, I have this great uh, impact at work. No, you're just a hot mess who won't admit it is what it is. And, and if you have a tough boss at work and you're working for a person who has their thumb on you and won't let you breathe and is constantly pounding down on things to get done and you're worried about your job and you don't know how that's going to work out, you're not going to go at home and instead of pushing the doorbell, push an easy button and go in. How was work today? Uh, you know, your husband or your wife or whoever. Uh, oh, it was great. It was no problem. It was fantastic. No, you're going to, you might say that, but yeah. your body language, your uh, responses, your way you interact and, and have relationships with folks at home, it's going to come out so very clearly. So this notion of, of really compartmentalizing, I don't think it exists. Maybe it does for the rare breed of person out there. I don't know who they are. I've never met this unicorn, but it's, it is absolutely something to think about. You've got to have balance. Balance means you have a, a, a home life that is healthy, a home life that is nurturing uh, and whatever that means to you, right? I don't know what it means to, to those listening that everybody has a different take on it, but that type of success and balance at home coupled with a work environment that doesn't cause you to want to jump out the window every day, right? Those two things, you work through them and you can have a lot of success as a leader. But if any one of those is grossly out of balance, grossly, uh, you know, opposite of the other, chances are you're going to really struggle in your mental health and your physical health and your spiritual health and your emotional health are all going to take a hit. So just just think about that, what it means for you in your life, and then adjust accordingly. I totally agree. I, I, you know, again, it's just, one, family is just super important to me, but I've just been at this long enough that I see how, how much, you know, struggles in the family will impact your entire life your work life, but your, your entire life. And so it's just so critically important that we place our emphasis on let's make sure the home life is good. And to your, you know, your points about balance, I, I don't believe in this idea of work and life balance either. Too many people equate that to time, you know, and if you're going to put eight hours in, in, in a day at work, and then you're going to have a, you know, an hour to two hour commute, and then you got to sleep for, six to eight hours, there's not enough time left in your 24 hour day to quote, balance it with the rest of your family. So to me, that balance is placing my attention and my efforts in the right places at the right time. And to keep a positive mental mindset, your emphasis and your attention need to be placed on, let me make sure home life is good and it will pay dividends for your mental state at work as well. Awesome. Awesome. So that's a great conversation today. I think we unpacked our, uh, our intent of what we plan to un unpack. So great stuff. Anything to button us up on before we move behind the scenes? No, let's jump behind the scenes. We'll, we'll talk call to action at the end. Okay. Awesome. So behind the scenes at the 50 minute mark of the oh. podcast. So my, my uh, hope and dream of a, of a, <laughs> a really stout 30 minute episode is still lives on, but won't be realized today. Uh, so a couple things for me, 
so I spent time this week just working on, if, if you listen to the prior episodes, some of this niche uh, business pursuit that I'm in around Army Promotion Points, armypromotionpoint.com, where I'm building. You can head over there and see what I'm building, uh, really working to serve enlisted soldiers in the Army, get promoted to Sergeant E5 and Staff Sergeant E6. And through that process, I'm coming up with ways to to um, connect either more deeply or just to connect, to try to get people into a, a relationship with me. And that looks like in this last week, I've been working on my email sequence a little bit in ConvertKit, where I've, I think I have seven or eight emails uh, put together where I send one a day, and then I'm going to get them probably through a, a two-week period and then move to one a week. And then, you know, transparently, I'm going to try to offer them some paid value at some point in that sequence, either a pre-sale of the book that I'm doing, which I'm committed and people won't see it, but I found a hard copy laying around that wasn't that wasn't in the uh, thing. So uh, rewriting this book called PowerPoints that I did back in the late 90s. And I'm not going to I'm not even going to look at it or start to work on it until I get a presale. There's just no no reason to go spend any time on it, which is hard for me because I want to go tinker with it. But I'm going to get that first, you know, five dollar presale to show somebody's wants it and then I'll start working on it. So I have that. And then I spoke with you uh, before this and we talked a little bit about courses and things. So I want to develop a course that can offer tremendous value uh, kind of on the back end of that sequence as well. And then mm -hmm. keep people in that. Also working on something unique that I found that there's just not much out there that I've seen that's of any, any you know, good value, which is a, a promotion points calculator. So uh, to make a long story short, there's a lot of categories, a lot of different levers that equal promotion points for the military, and you have to go through and figure all that out. I've I've been working with someone on Fiverr, and it's um, been a lot of back and forth. I made a lot of videos explaining what I needed or what I was wanting, and a lot of like revision videos. This is what's not working. This is, and we've been back and forth three or four times now, and it's starting to come together slowly. And what that's going to do, it's going to give folks a, a resource that can uh, help them clearly see how they're generating their promotion points, the values, everything. And it's going to help them have a clearer picture of their progress. So that's something it'll be free. I'm not charged. I might I might ask for an email address. I haven't quite figured that out yet, but that's something I'm working on this week as well. What about you, my friend? Well, well, first of all, let me let me help you with that decision-making process on whether or not you're going to ask for an email address for these for this calculator. Uh, yes, you're going to do that uh, because that is a tremendous value. You know, that's, um, that's tangible value that you can provide for someone. You know, that's not just reading a course and then let me try to, or reading a book and now let me try to translate that into my world. This calculator you're talking about, this is me putting my world into that calculator right. and it giving me very valuable information back. Um, and so, yes, an email address is yeah. the bare minimum. Decision made, my friend. You talked me yes. into it. There you go. You got to do that. Awesome. Well, well, so for me, I mean, we've been talking about a number of weeks now. I've been putting together the quiz related to the four enemies of teamwork. Uh, and I've been uh, doing the advertising and promotion promotion of that and marketing of that. And, and that's going fairly well. Um, but now what I want to do is I want to put something on the other side of that, that brings value to those that would be taking the quiz. Uh, and so 
I'm in the very, very early stages of putting together a course uh, for the purpose of team building, right? Or, or creating appropriate levels of teamwork within your team. I'm going to be calling it Credible Teams to, to kind of play along with the credible leaders. It's going to be called uh, Credible Teams. Uh, and it will be a course as well as a membership site on the backside of that course because the course is intended obviously to give you all the necessary content and exercises around what do you need to do to build good teamwork within your team. But then the reality is it's a long journey to, to get to the point where you have a, you know, a, a very good effective team. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed watching back in the 1990s, the Chicago bulls. Uh, everyone loved and, and believes that Michael Jordan is the, is the greatest basketball player ever and, and all of that. But a lot of people don't recognize before they won their first championship, the Chicago Bulls were together. Pretty much the whole team was together for almost five seasons before they won their first championship. And so this idea of building a good championship team, if you will, it takes time. And so there's got to be, in my opinion, a membership site on the backside of this course that works with and walks people through the process of building a good uh, team. But as I mentioned earlier, I'm starting that brainstorming process and, and building out that course, but I've got a lot of concerns and a lot of worries. Maybe we would even call them limiting beliefs that I'm, I'm getting a little hung up on. Um, around this. Uh, a couple of them are, are this. You know, we I've been building out this community. I've said it many times here on this podcast, been building out this community at uh, community.credibleleaders.com. And it's got roughly 65 or so people in it that are the early adopters into this community. And there's lots of sharing going on. There's lots of learning going on. And I really, really enjoy watching that community. This is the first time I'm going to approach that community with, hey, I have a course that you can buy. Everything else has been free up until this point. And so there's this, there's this worry that I have in my mind. Is there going to be some mutiny uh, within the community of, oh, now we see, you know, this whole time you were just setting us up to try to sell something to us. And, and that's certainly not the case. That's certainly not my heart and my intention. Um, and I will certainly continue to serve that community and, and foster the, the, you know, the communications that's going around between members and all that. So that's a worry. Uh, you know, as well as I do, at one time, really, really early on, I guess maybe about this time last year or a little later in the year, um, I, I attempted to launch a course and crickets. No one showed up. Um, and, you know, we, you and I talked about that. We worked through that and, and learned from that and just wasn't well known enough for people to, um, I'd not created a relationship with anybody such that they knew and liked me and trusted me. Um, so I learned from that, but there's a fear in me that, yeah, I'll put this course out there and it'll be crickets again. Um, and so that's, that's what's going on with me. I'm, I'm starting that process of course creation, membership site building um, to, to get that out there on the backside of this quiz that that's there now. Uh, but there's some worries and concerns about doing that as well. Yeah. I, I would say your community is, you know, 65, that's awesome. Number one, it's, it's continuing to build. And, and I know you haven't said this, but I'll say it. Your email list is growing. You're getting people signing up for your, for your, uh, four enemies, uh, videos and things like that. I think that's great. 
uh, it's just growing. So you know, wake up in a year from now and you're going to be overnight success, man. It's, it's going to be, you know, you're going to have 1500 on that list and it'll just keep growing and growing and growing. But it, to me, it's not about, are you, are you trying to sell your community something? It's, it's more about, and I can see where you're coming from. Cause I would think the exact same thing if I were in your shoes, but looking at it from the outside of the bottle here, I, I look at it as you're not trying to sell them something. You're offering them a way to engage with you at a deeper level on a very specific topic or area. And you're inviting them to that. And I'm sure you'll make it for the community members. Uh, there'll be a value there and all of that. That's maybe more aggressive than what you'd offer it just to the general public too, but it's, it's really about an opportunity for them to invest. And we spoke about this notion of investing in yourself to get them to invest an opportunity to invest in themselves on something that they feel passionate about. Those that don't feel passionate, no big deal. We're still friends. We're still going to have tons of value, but it's about providing an opportunity to invest. And those that feel called to do so will consider it. And those who won't, well, they'll just move on without their day. Kind of like somebody cuts you off in traffic. They won't even think about it. Okay. They're just moving on with their day. And, and that's right. how I would view it. So good stuff, my friend. Thank you, my man. I, I, I believe everything that you just said, not worrying about it is more difficult. For uh, me, I completely <laughs> get it. I understand. And uh, I, I worry about the same things, but that's why you and I have the relationship we do. And we uh, that's right. We, number one, we know we're not alone because we have each other in this journey. And that's why we're sharing this behind the scenes because, um, you know, we're putting it out there and maybe this will help, you know, one or two other people out there that are experiencing the same types that's of, right. uh, you know, personal concerns. So great stuff. You want to button us up? Yeah, let's. Uh, so some calls to action. So we talked about mental self-care today. Again, just just recognize the importance of mental self-care. Uh, view it as an obligation as a leader to provide the very best of yourself uh, to your team. So um, just make sure that you're taking care of your mental state. Um, from the podcast here, leaderpreneurshow.com. Head over to leaderspreneurshow.com. You can find the show notes for today's episode. This is episode number 37. So you'll find the show notes for that. For everything Stephen Faust, head over to stephenfaust.com. That's where you'll find his army promotion points and aerospace leader and all that. So head over to stephenfaust.com. And as always for me, you can find everything I'm doing at credibleleaders.com. Now, next week we've talked about, we've talked about physical self-care. We've talked about emotional self-care. We've talked about mental self-care. Next week, Stephen and I, we're going to be talking to you about spiritual self-care. So be sure you tune in to episode number 38 next week. And don't worry, we're not going to preach to you. We're not trying to convert you or anything like that. But spiritual self-care is certainly an important aspect of being a well-rounded leader. So tune in next week, episode number 38 for that. And until we speak to you again from Stephen and I both, be blessed and lead well. <laughs>